Hello, my name is Rita Balligan and you are listening to the Big Picture Podcast, a podcast where we dive deep into the minds of creative business owners and people who are striving in their careers. With every successful person, there is more than what meets the eye. There is a story, a bigger picture. And every week, I'll be finding out what that is, the how, the why, and when. Are you ready to be inspired? I am. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Big Picture Podcast. As usual, I'm super, super excited about the guest that I have today. But before I get into that... We're going to just do my word of the day. So my word of the day, and I'm going to make sure I pronounce this right because I always pronounce my word of the day wrong. So it is, my word of the day is malapert. And that basically means saucy. Malapert. So basically in a sentence, you could say, um, hey, you over there, you're looking rather malapert, you know? Malapert, saucy. Yeah, it's a really good word. So yeah, malapert. Is, uh, my guest is trying to talk to me during my intro and, you know, that's just not how it works. So, <laughs> but I'm really, really, really um, happy and excited to be here today. Like, I just feel like today has been a great day. And ever since I started speaking life into my life, I've seen my life change. And I didn't really try and sound poetic just then, but that's literally my reality. The minute I just stopped complaining and just started speaking life and saying to myself, this week is gonna be a great week. Today, you're gonna achieve great things. You're gonna receive great news. I promise you, my whole life has literally changed. So I just, before I get into this whole episode, I would just implore you guys to just start speaking life into your situation. No matter what is going on, no matter what you see, don't talk about what you see, but speak about what you want to see and you're gonna see a massive change. Pastor Rita is done. Right, (laughs) now to get into my guest today and my episode today, um, I have the amazing writer and film and television director who is also incredibly kind and just the loveliest guy you're ever going to meet is Mr. Kobe Adam. Well, thank you for that very lovely intro. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you I'll for coming you later. today. I'll pay you later. <laughs> Invoice me. So can I we start? will. What's Palavert? Because I couldn't speak during your intro. Yeah, so you, you couldn't, couldn't speak. What like, language is that? It's English. Right, cool. And it's not Calipert. It's Whatever you said, man. Malapert. <laughs> right, cool. You know, and it's just about, we just have to, you know, increase our vocabulary, you know. We can't just be talking anyhow, you know. Malapert. You see Mal- a girl, Mal-a-pert. you see a bird, you're like, hey. Hey, Malapert. Hey, no, hey, you're looking Malapert. Yeah. No, no, and she's going to be like, oh. I don't know about that. Oh, saucy. It's a bit that's, technical. That's what it means. It means bold, saucy. Yeah, Malapert. I love How it. you doing today? You good? I'm good, you know. I'm good by God's grace. How are yeah, you? Yeah, I'm great. I'm really, really great. I'm really good. excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I've been inspired by your journey, you. which I think I've told you before. Um, I just love everything that you're doing. I love, I feel like I'm, I met you probably when you were just about to do your first short film mm-hmm. in Ghana. Short, oh, House Girl. Yeah, but okay. we'll talk about that later. That's my second, by the oh, way. Oh, your second. Yeah. My apologies. It's so, before we get into it, mm-hmm. i like to start with the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, before we get into your journey, let's talk about who is Kobe. Oh, who am I? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a very deep question. Yeah, everyone always says that. <laughs> uh, who am I? Um, I'm a child of God, first mm. and foremost. Um, I follow Jesus Christ. I feel like that's you know, the first in my life at all times. Mm. Um, outside of that, I am a British Ghanaian man born mm. in Ivory Coast. Wow. Yeah, nice and exotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I am a film director 
a TV director and a writer also. Wow. So where did that journey begin for you? Um, that's a really good question. I feel like it, it could have started in many different places, but I'll mm-hmm. keep it simple. Um, so when I was 18 and in university, I started shooting things with a DSLR, 7D. Mm-hmm. Started shooting music videos, commercials, etc. Mm-hmm. And I started to study cinema- cinematography, which is okay. basically like hands-on camera lighting, etc. Uh-huh. Um, which eventually got me to film school, right? Okay. So I got into film school, wanting to be a better cinematographer, which mm-hmm. is a DOP. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got exposed to writing and directing, which I was able to sort of learn and hone my skills in because I was in film school. Mm-hmm. And it just stuck to me, and you know, after that, I started making films. Like I just so let's re- let's rewind a little bit. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> have you always known mm-hmm. that that's the direction that you wanted to go into? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say always. Okay. Right? So I'd say, look. So when I picked up cameras when I was in uni, I went to Brunel University. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a clue about the film industry. I didn't know what it, what, what it looked like. I didn't know how it works, and etc. But when I finished uni, I went to Miami when I graduated and mm-hmm. sort of like just spent all my money and came back thinking, mm-hmm. what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then eventually I went to a film conference in LA mm-hmm. called, the uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's like for DOP cinematographers. Okay. Um, it, was a, it was a four day sort of like conference thing. And I went there and I met one of the DOPs who told me to stay in London and, you know, sort of study film because I was mm. like do I have to come to LA you know do I have to sell my car yeah, yeah you know yeah. how do I get into this sort of film thing because yeah. that's the first time I was exposed to that side of the fence you know mm. sort of like film professionals and talking about the industry and how it works mm-hmm. so yeah he said apply for film school in London and that's what I did I googled film school in London mm-hmm. and London <laughs> film school came up yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah there you go yeah, yeah so I clicked that applied for it and I just literally just learned everything to do with film wow. from there I think it was a good foundation yeah. And um, as you're getting taught in school, you sort of go off on Google and start finding out things about yourself, yeah. looking at behind the scenes of Steve McQueen and Martin Scorsese and all these different people. Mm-hmm. So I think I sort of like, um, yeah, I'd say from film school, mm. basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when you did go, because obviously there's a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you go to film school mm-hmm. or like myself, I went to acting school mm-hmm. and you do have moments of uh, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, do I still want to do this? Mm-hmm. When was that moment when you were like, nah? One, I deserve to be here, and two, this is exactly what I want to do. Well, you mean in my career now or in film school? When you were in film school, because that's okay. where it kind of began, right? That's where it began, of course. You know, it took me a while to sort of realise that I deserved it, because, again, mm. I didn't go in there to direct, mm. right? I went in there to be a, a director of photography. Mm. Um, and eventually, when the interest came, I sort of, like, started and started and started. So I kind of, like, proved to myself I deserved it first before I started to yeah. move like that, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. So I made a, um, a documentary. It's the first film I ever made okay. for my little sister. It's called mm-hmm. Deborah's Letter. Um, you can watch it on my website. And then after that, I made a film called Closure. That's my first narrative. So that's the one, yes. that's the one yes, I watched. Yes, yeah. yes. So that's yes. my first narrative short, which I worked with a writer on. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I made House Girl after that. So, so House Girl was yeah. what, um, that's the film that you shot in Ghana. Correct, yes. So what made you decide to to do that? I feel like you just make really bold moves. <laughs> I have to, I have to. You know, I've always thought to myself that, you know, you have to try and achieve the impossible because, mm. you know, when push comes to shove, what's the point of sort of playing it safe? You yeah. Know, sort of like, I don't want to enter an industry. I want to I wanna go in and change things and create an industry. You know, mm. like I want to I wanna show people that there's more than one way to do one thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like, I just feel like 
I had to choose something in Ghana because when I was in film school and I was sort of going through the terms and the years, I was watching everybody's graduation film mm. and I was thinking, right, like, okay, that's shot in Bolivia, that's shot in Amazon rainforest, mm. that's shot in all these beautiful landscapes yeah. and people doing the most in like their homes because yeah. it was an international film school. Mm-hmm. So I thought to myself, well, I'm not going to Thames me to go shoot any yeah, yeah, yeah. any flipping grad films, you know what yeah. I mean? So I thought, yeah, where, where else can I go? And Ghana was the wow. only viable option. You know, so. So, what was that experience like? Oh, mate, <laughs> that was something else, man. Like, that made me as a person because mm. I hadn't been to Ghana in like what fifteen years. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, hadn't yeah, been to Ghana yeah. for fifteen for years, a long ass and time, then you yeah. decided to shoot your film yeah, yeah, yeah. in Ghana. So I went to Ghana August two thousand fifteen mm-hmm. before like the whole graduation process started, just to reconnect. Yeah. With the land. And when I went there, I can't lie, I just fell in love with it straight away. The year, as soon yeah. as I got out of the plane and the air hit my face, I was like, yeah, this is where I'm shooting. Yeah. So did that, went there for two weeks, um, met some people, etc. And then I shot the next Feb. So wow. Feb 2016, I was out in Accra wow. shooting. It was crazy. It was so crazy. how long were you out there shooting for? 10 days. Okay. It was 10 days. And um, we'd done, we done prep for four or five days, I believe. And then we shot for the rest. And yeah, man, I mean, you asked me, oh, how was that? I can't put it into words, in all honesty. It was a really? blessing and a curse, all really? you know, wrapped up in one. But obviously, hindsight, it was a blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, what kind of challenges did you face having oh, to go mate, film mate, in mate, Ghana? Mate, <laughs> mate. I mean, look, anyone who's Ghanaian or African, full stop, <laughs> could probably guess. Did you find your team out there, or did you? Um, half. So okay. all my heads of department came from London. Okay. Or like, they were European filmmakers. Mm-hmm. But um, cast-wise, 95% were Ghanaian. Wow. Yeah, had a really good Ghanaian crew. So it was like, the certain, like, crew members that I found that I would, didn't think I'd find in Ghana. Like wow. my script supervisor, I never ever thought I'd find yeah, one in Ghana. Yeah. Who knows how to follow a continuity sheet mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So yeah, like that was that was very interesting to see. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. You talking about your challenges? Yeah, man. Like, you know, where do I start? Like passports getting seized when we landed. What? I got a Ghanaian passport. I got a British and Ghanaian passport. But obviously everybody else doesn't. So I sort of land there with like four members, you know, crew members. Yeah. And then, as you can imagine, the Ghanaian flipping guys at the gate just start throwing their weight around, like, rrr, rrr, wow. rrr. so yeah, that's a look, cut a long story short. You know, we got the passports back, but the whole anxiety of two days, you know, I've <laughs> brought people to my country yeah. and, you know, everybody's oh, passports getting seized. It was man. like, and that, that was mad spiritual for me, though, you know, like those times, I wouldn't say I was the closest to God those times, mm-hmm. but he was still with me. And, you know, yeah. it only makes sense. Like, for example, I had a chat with Emma, who was my leading house girl. Mm-hmm. Um, she's um, Irish and Jamaican, never been to Africa in her mm-hmm. life, right? And this is mm-hmm. her first time in Africa. Wow. And she starts crying. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, as a director, your lead sort of being in bits is not a great start. You yeah, know? So yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I went to go talk to her. And I said to her, look, like we just started talking about God. I remember I heard about two sermons before I went out to Ghana mm-hmm. and I shared it with her and you could see that she sort of took to it yeah, and so on. And I don't know what came over me, but I said to her, look, Emma, by tomorrow, you're going to have your passports. I don't know why I'd done that. Yeah. I said, I promise you, God will never do it. Yeah. And then I left her. I was like, I was like oh, why did I say that? Like, I don't even know where, you know, where <laughs> these parts, you know, you know waver a little bit. I was like, oh, God, why did I say that, man? Forgive me, man. <laughs> so I wake up the next day now. My cousins were the execs on it because they're like, they live in Ghana mm-hmm. and they've got really you know, good jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, they sort of like one of them knocked on the door in the morning. He's like, "Oh, what's wrong? You look stressed." Did I was like, "Yeah, obviously the passports." Before I finished, he just threw all the passports in my hand. This is wow. like in the morning. I told Emma you'd get them by the afternoon. 
we got it in the morning and I was like, here you go, you know? So See, that's what I was talking about, about speaking life into that's your it, situation. That's it, man. Speaking life into your situation, man. Like, let your words manifest into, yeah. into your reality, you know? Yeah. And I think that, you know, that trip to Ghana, shooting house girl there was mm. a big lesson as a person for me. Like, forget mm-hmm. my career. Yeah. You know, as a human being and myself, it was a big mm. faith-based exercise, you know, just yeah, to yeah, yeah. always rely on God, even when, you know, the odds are clearly stacked against you, mm. that God can always come through. And he he done that with, with House Girl. So wow. yeah, it's a very special project to me. To yeah. And it's my um, film school grad yeah, film. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. So after House Girl, mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. what was next? Haircut. So the last short film yeah. I actually made, yeah, the last short film I made, I finished making that last year in May. Mm-hmm. Um, there so was a good gap between house girl and haircut. That's though. what I wanted to ask. So, yeah, I know. So, I've heard you like mention on several, mm-hmm. like you know, online and stuff mm-hmm. like that, just mm-hmm. about your journey before sure. you got to mm-hmm. haircut. And you know, I feel like last year was a great year for you. Obviously, I'm was, not yeah. with you, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. from the outside looking in, sure. um, 2018 seemed like. Mm-hmm. an amazing year mm-hmm. you know it seems like doors were opening mm-hmm. um you got signed to independent mm-hmm. um you just different opportunities sure. just kept on coming just so many things to celebrate L- with you literally. you know and so you said there was a massive gap between mm-hmm. house girl mm-hmm. and haircut mm-hmm. so do you want to like talk about what that gap was like because as a creative yeah. um obviously you a lot, a lot of the time you're almost waiting for something mm-hmm. to happen mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but then sometimes you have to make something happen sure. but during that time you can mm. be a bit low like mm-hmm. okay what do I do what do I do next mm-hmm. um, do I go into a full time job mm-hmm. or do I keep creating art sure. or do you know what I mean sure. so that journey like mm-hmm. what was that like for you between mm-hmm. house girl mm-hmm. and, and before haircut. you land that haircut so look I'm gonna ask you a question first before I do that like, okay. do you want the deep spiritual answer or do you want the surface I want you to tell me logic, the story. Logical story. What do you want to hear? I want to hear. Ones. <laughs> so I can't tell both today. We'll be here all day in it. So I want to hear the real. I want to hear deep. the real story because I do feel like haircut. Okay. You know, sure, it opened yeah. doors for you, but yeah. you wasn't. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. that you were. You knew it would open doors for you. I knew it would do. Well, I knew I would do well with the film. Yeah. By the time we got to making it. Yeah. But I never once thought it would do what I actually did in terms of sort of like the progress in my career and yeah. where I'm sitting now. Yeah. You know, you know what I do. So yeah, I mean look So let's talk about you, that you, then. You touched on something about sort of do I to get a full time job mm-hmm. with my safety net or go deep sea diving. Mm-hmm. And essentially so in two thousand sixteen I finished making house girl. Mm-hmm. Done all right, you know what I mean, made a little bit of noise here and there, but everyone's like, Okay, well done, mate, you can make a film. That's it. You know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, you know, this is the next best thing or anything yeah. along those lines. So at the time I was working for a company called Netapulte. I was doing customer care. I was doing, you know, phones and internet and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when I finished making House Girl, I said to myself, you know what? Like I finished film school now and there's no point in me working. Like if I say I'm gonna be a filmmaker, I need to go full throttle. And I was battling with with my spiritual side as well about taking a leap of faith. You know, mm. like you know the Bible says many things like if you've got faith the size of a mustard seed I will move mountains, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And but I was struggling to rely on, you that, know, those yeah. the scripture like yeah. I, like I should. Mm-hmm. So I just did it. I went deep sea diving. You know what I mean? The end of 2016, I quit my job at Netherpulte, mm-hmm. and it started off well. I done a BFI Black Star event. You know what I mean? I went to Nigeria. I went Lagos for the yeah. first time for a film festival. Got mm-hmm. well looked after. Went to Ghana for a month, and I came back, and then that's when like the story starts. <laughs> <laughs> That's when that year, like, you know, because I've made a film every year. So I made Deborah's Letter, my first film in 2014, mm-hmm. the documentary. I made Closure with Abraham 
in um, 2015 mm-hmm. and I made House Girl in 2016. Okay. So every year and I shot um, House Girl in Feb and I believe I shot Closure in like Febs or March. Ah, so it's always had a, that sort yeah, of correlation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like starting to 2017, I was in a really bad place, you know, financially. I quit my job, you know, I didn't think of all the bills I had to pay, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But I just said to God, I'm going deep sea diving. I mean, it's me and you now mm-hmm. and whatever comes my way, I'm going to take it. But this is where I was asking if you want the logical or the spiritual answer because the, the spiritual answer is that that was my year that God grounded me before he decided I'm going to unleash all these things you've been praying for all these years. Ooh. You know what I mean? He was like, you know what? The type of person that you are now, mm-hmm. right, is someone who's on the way to being the man who deserves what I'm about to give you, mm-hmm. right? So he used that year, that 2017, and I looked at it initially as the worst year of my life, wow. right? I had no money. You know, I'm 27, going on 28. You know, I'm, all my friends are getting married, driving nice cars, mm. you know, going abroad and so on and so forth. And I ain't got a penny in my account, you know what I mean? Mm. Like I, I fall out of my mum at the start of the year. Um, and then I went to go stay with my older sister on the blow-up bed. I had nothing, you know what I mean? I had probably had two bin bags worth of goods, you know wow. what I mean, to my name. I had a card I got towed away because do you know what I mean yeah, it's sort so of it like, like literally really hard God broke me down literally like brick by brick you know, look, took that house that I built myself down you know mm. what I mean and said this ain't gonna this not, that's not gonna work mm. you know for the purpose that I've got for you you know mm. and I didn't know but you know I, I still keep him faithful yeah. so obviously I had nothing like I said so literally the only thing I did have is my bible mm. right I didn't go to church I didn't do any of that I just read my bible and I had a daily devotion that my mum gave me as well mm-hmm. So I spent that every single day I prayed, every single day I read my Bible. I literally finished the New Testament in that in that time, you know what I'm saying? And sort of like my leisure time was walking to my friend Charles's house Mm. down the road. It was like an hour and a half. I didn't have money to get a bus. Can you imagine? Mm. Wow. So yeah, God really just took away everything that I thought I was. You know, he took away my confidence based on what I was doing before. He took away the cars that or whatever. He took away friends. Mm. You see what I'm saying to you? Girls I was talking to, he literally just wiped the slate absolutely clean and built me up again brick by brick so anyway I got a job at Westminster Magistrates Court I hated that job of my life you know schools like admin no no disrespect to the people who gave me the job but you know it wasn't I'm a filmmaker you you know I'm there filing papers for criminals so um, that was a very prayerful time for me because I sort of had that time at home doing nothing and getting to know God deeply Mm. so by the time I started working there I was reading my bible on the train on the way there Mm. you know reading my prayer book praying Mm. before you know I start speaking in tongues you know like spiritually I'm getting built up so one day now this is I'd say this is probably about July or August one Mm. of them this is when it it starts to shift right Um, I was fasting that day. I remember I was fasting the whole week and I started mm. praying. I was praying so much. Lunchtime, I went to the prayer room and I prayed. I was like, God, like, you know, just, I, I came, my intentions from coming with you was for my career, but I've got here now and you, you are more important than my career. That was mm. the time that it shifted. Yeah. But I was praying, I was like, you know what, if I'm meant to be in this job, just make it easy for me because mm. I, you know, right now I'm, I'm, you know, in my insides are falling down. I hate this job. You know, mm. I don't want to be here. So if you is in your will for me to be here, make it easy for me. You know what mm. I mean? Like take away this feeling that I've got. It's praying that day, praying that day, and then I got off at the train station, and it's like about a fifteen minute walk to my sister's flat. So I was walking, but when I was walking, I was praying, I was praying, speaking in tongues, I was praying, I was praying. Then before I knew it, two things hit me like bap bap, just like that. And I was thinking to myself, right. First thing is um, 
So I met Ashley Waters at the start of 2017 yeah. um, at an event called Your Cinema. Yeah. Um, he watched House Girl and he was yeah. like, oh, wow, what, did a black, what, a black guy directed this? Nah, no way. Yeah. Then he threw his number at me. Very nice guy. I mean, look, he was really supportive of me at a time where it was very difficult for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. my confidence took a beating, like everything took a beating and then he really gave me time that made me feel good. It's like, wow, like, Ashley Waters, you know, I've been watching yeah, this guy on TV for, ages, yeah. for time and now I'm sitting there in what Costa and isn't and you know what I mean? Like wow. it's like this ain't even a meeting. He just called me to come and chat. Yeah. So he said something to me along the lines of, you know, you know, write a short film and I'll act in it. So when he said that, I was like, Wow, like Ashley Waters said that. But after he said that, you know, I'm someone who I like to be as considerate as I can be, right? And I I know he's a busy man, you know what I mean? And he he did everything he could to support mm-hmm. me in that moment. Mm-hmm. But I know he's a busy man, so I didn't pester him about it. You see what I'm saying to you? I didn't say to him, oh, I've written something or I'm writing something or what do you think of this idea? I sort of left him to it. And I don't know if that was a right or wrong thing to do. Mm. But this day, he came back to me. He's like, Ashley Waters said, write something, you're acting it. So I was like, what am I waiting for? Then the next thing came to me, which was um, something that happened in my barbershop, right? Mm. And I walked in that day with, um, like, the shop talking about something. Like, oh, this kid that came in the shop, did it there. And then the guy they were talking about came to the shop. <laughs> but And he wasn't as young as, as it is in the film that I yeah, wrote. Yeah. But, you know, he was about my age, you know, at the time, maybe about 27, 28. Yeah. He just had a tag on his ankle because yeah. he just came out of jail. And obviously he got a little weed to, to go sell. Yeah, yeah. But the bag's gone. You see what I'm saying to you? And, you know, yeah. we know someone probably went to, went to go smoke that. Yeah, yeah, You see what I'm saying yeah, to you? Or, yeah. or sell it or whatever. But he came back like, where's my bag? Where's my bag? Where's my bag? And my barber's not having it, having an argument. He was never going to touch the barber because he would get wrapped up. Like yeah. Marcus is, if anybody's from Woolwich, Plumstead, Erith, Thamesmead, you know Marcus <laughs> is the man, you know what I mean? Like even people come from North, East, South, West mm-hmm. to come to Marcus. So he was never going to touch him. But that as a basis always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. You know, like House Girls, the story my mum told me, mm-hmm. always stuck with me, you know what yeah, I mean? So I always yeah. write these things that I think about continuously. Yeah. So that came to me that day. So I thought of the first thing, Ashley Walter said, write something, I'll act in it. And then the second thing was, oh, this thing that happened in the barbershop. So mm-hmm. that day, I promise you, you can ask my older sister. I went home that day, got on my iMac. I was working the next day and I slapped out a first draft in six hours. Wow. And then that was that. So I sent it to Joy, who I work with, mm-hmm. the producer I work with. Um, I sent her other scripts before that. She kept saying, mm, it's not really working. And it was really like getting on my nerves. I was yeah. like, come on, man. Like, you know, and I didn't want to do no more shorts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, that was that. So Joy, Joy said, I think you should do one more short. That was actually a th- the third thing that came to me yeah. in that moment. Like Joy said, Ashley Waters said, and the thing that happened in the barbershop wrote the first draft. Mm. And that was that. Wow. Literally, that was the seed, you know? Like that was the seed after all that prayer, after wow. the fasting. Literally, I, I feel like that was the day where I communicated with God the clearest. Yeah. You see what I'm saying to yeah. you? I knew that I had an obligation to go and write that thing mm. before I sleep, if you know what I mean. And yeah, yeah. It's the way it came to me as well when I saw Powell walked yeah, home, like, yeah, yeah. like, did it, did And now look, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the film's going to open every single last door I've ever knocked on, plus, plus more, you know? Incredible. Yeah, man, God is good, man. Like, you know, we need to, like, never underestimate the power of God, you yeah. know what I mean? Because it's sort of like, you know, I always look at life as you choose to look at it on a logical level, or you can look at it on a spiritual level, on mm. the unseen. And what we need to understand is this world we live in is run by the unseen. So you mm. need to be educated on the unseen, connected to that side of things and understand mm. what happens in that space or how to navigate. Yeah. Do you get where I'm coming yeah, from? Like yeah. People will chase money, which is such a surface level thing. Yeah. But I heard somewhere, I forgot where I heard this, but it says the richest men in the world find solutions to problems. They don't chase money. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? They yeah. find a, yeah. a problem. And through that, you get the money. Because thank you very much. So yeah. money is a byproduct mm. of your purpose, essentially. Mm. So yeah, that, that year that I did nothing, essentially, was, was God putting that in my spirit. You see what I'm saying? No, you? that's yeah. amazing. Because what yeah. I grabbed from mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was just the idea of what do you do when mm. you are down. not when you're down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you could have done there's two different things that could have mm-hmm. happened you mm-hmm. could have spent that year feeling really sorry for mm-hmm. yourself which i did by the way yeah, yeah. but then not <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing yeah. anything at all sure. do you know what i mean yeah. because in that time for you as a christian mm-hmm. you decided right, i'm going to dig deep into the word mm-hmm. i'm going to pray i'm going to have faith that mm-hmm. god is going to do something in my life mm-hmm. i don't know what that is mm-hmm. but i have faith that that's what's going to happen mm-hmm. whereas you could have just been feeling sorry for yourself and saying mm-hmm. why me mm-hmm. why is my life like this mm-hmm. why I am i not married i can't lie to you yeah but with the action with it i said all those things i can't lie to you. Like, yo, I went to the cash point and I tried to take pizza. It's his insufficient funds. I'll be scratching oh my head like, God, gosh. come on, man. I'm just trying to get like some chips or something, man. Yeah, but I know, you know I, mean? I know like, exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, I, I can relate yeah. to it and I know exactly yeah. like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. feeling of like, I, all I want to do mm-hmm. is buy my favorite food mm-hmm. and I can't. And I can't do that. It's nuts. You know, it's like, I'm a, big, I'm a big, I'm a like, big, like, how can I not do that? Do you know what I mean? You know, but it's life though, man. You but it is life, and obviously it mm-hmm. led you. But another thing that I mm-hmm. grabbed from that was mm-hmm. also when you that idea came to your mind mm-hmm. because um, not only is it really spiritual, mm-hmm. but also there was a book. I think I mentioned it on a podcast before. Mm-hmm. There's a book that I read, and it's mm-hmm. called um, the big the big magic or something like that. And all it is is just basically talking about ideas and how ideas are like a gift. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, but then the ideas aren't always just if you don't if you Mm -hmm. don't act on that Mm -hmm. idea, Mm -hmm. someone else will. Mm -hmm. So you know, like sometimes Mm -hmm. you would say something, you would say you want to do something, Mm -hmm. and then someone else would do something Mm -hmm. similar to you, and you'd be Mm -hmm. thinking, wow, like did they copy Mm -hmm. me? Like Mm -hmm. I was gonna do that, Mm -hmm. and it's been like three years, and you haven't done it. it. But it's like the idea is like ideas are a gift, and Mm -hmm. it it comes to you, Mm -hmm. and it can also be taken away and given to someone else because that idea needs to happen. So what I love is that you had that idea, it came to you. Mm. And you immediately I made, I was that was like away. the spirit of God. He it was, was like spirit of God, like bang, the Holy bang, Spirit bang. was guiding me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. if I didn't do it that day, I would have felt it. You see what mm. I'm saying? I, I don't think there's a possibility of me not writing it that day. Mm. Like that's how certain I was. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is it. You know what I mean? This is this is the next thing. Wow. If you know what I mean. So it's, it's incredible, man. And it's not because of what I wrote. It's mm. because of everything that happened prior. Yeah. You know the way the idea came to me. Yeah. It's like it was almost like divine yeah. intervention. Like, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. Sort of like sterile for this long all of a sudden bam wow you know what I mean so we just praise God man wow you know that's I mean? amazing before we get into mm-hmm. like all the stuff that you've been able to do mm-hmm. after that mm-hmm. let's get into the process because mm-hmm. obviously there might be people listening and it's like you get an idea mm-hmm. that's all good and well yeah. you've written the idea mm-hmm. that's good and well yeah. but then how do you go about mm-hmm. making it because right. that's where people get stuck yeah um, look let me first and foremost the first thing I learned as a filmmaker full stop let alone director DOP whatever you want to call it as a filmmaker we need to understand story's king especially when you work in film and TV mm. you know, I, I believe that story, said again, that's... story is king okay. right? story is number one you mm-hmm. know, can't put anything above story can't mm-hmm. put culture before story story is what connects whatever you're about to make or write to mm-hmm. everybody that's going to watch it mm-hmm. right so um, spend time on figuring out the story which mm. is develop the idea so I wrote a first draft right I sent it to Joy the producer I work with, she read it and she told me what she thinks. Of course, she knows that there's huge potential in this, but it needs to, things need to, you know what I mean? There's certain yeah. conventions you need to follow, there's, you know, etc. So we submitted it to Film London and um, Film London give money to make the film, but they give development. 
right? Mm. And I ended up writing 21 drafts 21 of haircut. 21 drafts. From that first draft I wrote that day after I got the, you know, the spirit-led occasion, after we got into the Film London space, I wrote a second draft um, as part of the shortlisting process. Um, then another draft as part of that whole process. Then after the film got commissioned, I went from five to 21 drafts. Wow. That's figuring out the story. That's figuring out characters. Like I even did certain certain times I'll do another draft focusing on one character mm. and, and looking at their arc and their part to play in it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. look, everything in the film has to be purposeful. Every shot you have is purpose. You know, there's, mm. you're saying something with every single last frame in your film, whether mm. it's 15 minutes, whether it's two hours, you know what mm. I mean? You don't want to put something in there which doesn't really mean anything. Mm. And what development does is, is it does just that. It, it, it gives you this sort of like magical um, glue to your story. Everything mm. makes sense. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, Everything yeah. affects each other, you know yeah, what I mean? And yeah. then you've got a world rather than surface level, you know what I mean? Wow. Regurgitation of the truth, which yeah, nobody yeah. likes yeah, or wants. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's the process. You think of an idea, develop it. Mm. think of the characters you know do some exercises go on google and find out different script exercises to do where you mm. can flesh different things out mm-hmm. um get a script editor you know mm-hmm. like pe- like there's people i'm sure if you start in film and you want to sort of like look at people to collaborate with look for a script editor look mm. for people who charge you to read your script and give you notes because mm. those people are phenomenal you know mm. like those people will make you think you learn as you do that. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah, man, the first thing I'd say is get an idea, develop it. You know what mm. I mean? Write as many jobs as you can until you realise that this is a story that everybody at least connects to, even if they don't like it. Mm-hmm. There's a, you know, they can relate to it in one way, shape or form. Yeah. You know, that's the first step. Should I keep going? Yeah. There's bare steps, you know. I don't know if you want to... No, anyway, because it's... Cool. Do you know what, though? Because mm. it is, it's difficult, mm. you know, like... As a creative, like you have ideas like mm-hmm. all of the time, mm-hmm. you know. But I love the step that you gave. That is the mm-hmm. first step. That's the first step, man. You, you have don't, to don't develop play with it. it. Don't and play it means with that commitment from mm-hmm. five to exactly. twenty-one. That's exactly. a lot of time. Exactly. You know, it's not easy to write a script. It's not easy to write five pages. You know, yeah. what I mean, that could take you what half a day. Yeah. But twenty-one drafts. You know what I mean? And I, and I've learned a lot from that. It's made me a better storyteller as a result. Mm. The people that are giving me notes because it's not like I write a draft and then I go and write another draft yeah. for the sake of it. Yeah. I write a draft and I send it to Joy, my producer. I yeah. send it to my script editor. I send it to the editor sometimes. Like yeah. sometimes I've already got my crew on board that I know I'm going to work with. Like, oh, read this. What do you think? Do you see what I'm saying okay. to you? Because yeah. like being a story, like a filmmaker, writer, director. Like, my first mm-hmm. point of call is to make sure that everybody's voice is heard as well mm-hmm. as just mine. So it's yeah. like, let me listen to everything. You know yeah. what I mean? So develop it, man. Get 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 notes back. To, you mm. know, ask some of your friends who are not in film at all to read it. Yeah. And and get some stuff. And just keep writing and writing and writing and writing yeah. until everything just clicks into place. Man, yeah. Because it's going to happen. Yeah. And then when the script is done, then it's production. So your producer has to go in and start budgeting and costing everything up. How much is this going to cost? How many days we're going to shoot? How mm. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then we shoot. Yeah. Um, we only shot for two days. Yeah. Believe it or not. I always say that people think I'm it's lying. Beautifully shot, man. Yeah, we shot in two days. I mean I mean Joy knew I could do it because after House Girl. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? That was a that was like a intensive course yeah, on yeah. how to make a film like yeah. as quickly as you can before yeah, you're yeah. you're finished. So yeah, we shot that in two days. Um we had a really good crew on that. Um, done that and we did post production. So post production in itself is another whole yeah. process within processes. So Man. you have um, edit, so you edit the footage, mm-hmm. you start with an assembly, and assembly is putting all the um, shots together according to the script, yeah. just so you can see it come to life for the first time. 
Um, and then you start to edit it, edit it, edit it. So you get a fine cut, fine cut, fine cut. I did about, what, 11, 12 cuts, you know what I mean, of haircut. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get notes again from the script editor. Yeah. Story-wise, you shift things around. Like I had to rewrite a whole scene in haircut. So the, the scene where the policeman comes in, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to rewrite that, use the footage that I had in there to make visual sense and then go and do ADR over it to, do you know what I mean? So Ooh. it's sort of like... Yeah, you have to massage the same way you spend time on the on the scripts and you massage it and get it to yeah. click into place. Same with the edit. Don't go and do two cuts. It makes no sense. Wow. There's development in, in editing as well. You know, just get the story out. It's not always about what it looks like. It's about the story. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, okay, so in this scene, this person, fin we finish this scene with this person frowning, for example. Yeah. yeah. And he's angry about this. And then the next scene, the person he's angry at, he's hugging him. You know, it don't yeah, make sense. Yeah, so sometimes yeah. you have to move things around and make things click, etc. And look at the through lines, because in film, you look at somebody who wants something who has obstacles to get that thing. Yeah. You see what I'm saying to yeah. you? And you have to make sure that the way you're editing it is making it crystal clear as to what this, this person wants and what these obstacle are, obstacles are, how they're affecting him, etc., etc., etc. So it's a lot, it's a lot. It's a lot. But through development, you'll get it. Trust yeah. me, like, development is, is, is a beautiful thing yeah. that people shouldn't run away from. Like, yeah. You know, just spend time to... Just get the story right. And you'll have a good film. Like, trust me, you can have the worst footage ever. You can still have a banging film if the yeah. story's right. You know what I mean? So, I love that, you know. I feel yeah. like from that, I've just heard story, yeah. story develop, story, 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 and story. getting the right team. Story, story, and story. And story. And story, story. story, story. Forget story, the team. Story. story first. Story first. Trust me, if your story's not popping, forget your team. Yeah, man. yeah, like, you know Story. What I mean? And that's, that means just putting a lot of time into it. Put some time it. That's into what I'm hearing. It. Everything that you're saying, I'm literally just hearing this. Yeah. It's that resilience. That's, uh, that's it. Do you know what I mean? And that's that it. hard work that's to it. just keep on going. You care about it that much. Yeah. I mean? So why not spend time on it? You know what I mean? Like, look, any nice thing that we like these days, you take a time on it you know yeah. what I mean like the look at Jay-Z he's a billionaire today he started at 26 Yeah, he wasn't a billionaire in two years Yeah, it's you know true. what I mean brick by brick like he spent time to learn things that's another mm. thing learn 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 you never stop learning you don't yeah. go into this game think I'm a director so I'm the guy yeah, and I'm yeah, gonna yeah, do yeah. this bruv I'm still learning you know yeah. what I mean I'm learning from everything and everybody around me Yeah. so yeah. yeah so that's it then you lock your cut so you say this is what visually the edit looks like mm -hmm. then you do everything else so you do your grading color grading you do the music scoring you do the composing original wow. music you do the adr so it's like you go re-record certain dialogue to yeah. make sense of certain things or fix certain performances etc 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 but you know you can keep going all day but that's yeah. basically i mean the process, google the yeah. rest guys because yeah, this, it. this yeah, is please, this is a this is a, process. I'll do a master class or something yeah yeah day, yeah, yeah. kobe needs to do a master class because <laughs> this this process isn't easy it's not. um so before mm -hmm. we like round up mm -hmm. so obviously you did haircut mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that was just amazing and it just My opened up yeah. so many doors you got God's signed grace. to an agency i remember yeah. seeing that picture like oh my oh gosh, gosh this is <laughs> a madness. and it was like mm -hmm. it was almost like a wake-up call for mm -hmm. me as well okay. because it dawned on me once again mm -hmm. that you can't keep waiting for things to happen sure. it's like god has already prepared that opportunity mm -hmm, for you mm -hmm. and if you're sitting around mm -hmm. doing nothing mm -hmm. that opportunity is just there of course and of course you and on the other side of haircut mm -hmm. was you know being mm -hmm. signed mm -hmm. it was um being able to direct mm -hmm. you went to south africa mm -hmm. noughts and crosses mm -hmm. and everything else that you're still doing now mm -hmm. and the things that you're developing that mm -hmm. was on the other side of you taking one decision, that no, one, first step yeah, that's it, that's and it. i just wanted to just emphasize mm -hmm. on that like just mm -hmm. stop sitting down mm -hmm. and not mm -hmm. doing anything mm -hmm. you know it's so everything you've said mm -hmm. that's what it was so when mm -hmm. i saw you got signed i was like 
is because God ordered those steps, full stop. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that's why I did so well. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I do have that ethos. I have, between me and my friends, we say you're only one product away from success. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying to you? Because yeah. even if that doesn't bring it, It'll it will lead else. to the next thing that brings it. But the fact of the matter is, like, it's, it's about infusing God into your work. Like, I didn't mm. put one one swear word in the script. Mm. And, the, you know, while I was developing it, everyone was like, buy it. You know, it's about a gun. It's about, yeah, <laughs> it's about yeah. someone sticking up a barbershop, you yeah, know. So yeah. you expect a couple of effing F and blindings. But I said, no way. Like, this, I, 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 all the work I do is going to glorify God. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying to you? And I'm not going to use a swear word if, you know what I mean, it, it hasn't got a purpose. You know what I mean? If mm. there's no redemption from that, I'm not going to yeah. do it. So I took all the swear words out, but Malcolm, who played the character, who eventually swears in the film, yeah. you know, improv, then it worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those things, as a director, you need to know what, you need what to spot, you understand? Like, yeah. if you didn't plan for it, it works, you've got to keep it. Yeah. So I kept it because it's like, at the end of the day, that swear word wasn't defying God. That swear word was showing, you know, the emotional state of that person at the time. Mm. Do you get where I'm coming yeah. from? And yeah. eventually there will be a redemption from that. So, yeah, yeah man, like, that's, that's just... I even forgot what I was saying, man, but yeah. No, 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 no. no. Just <laughs> yeah. about glorifying God and everything, God, that you, and everything that you do. First and foremost. Yeah. Oh, gosh, so inspiring. I feel oh, so man. inspired by, by everything that you've just literally just said. Oh, so what was it actually like going to South Africa? And what what was it like when you got that phone call? Uh, it's crazy because, you know, okay, so what happened after haircut? So um, I, firstly, David Yates, the Harry Potter director, mm -hmm. chose it as his favourite film on the whole film London, well, film London Calling Plus slate. Wow. And he gave me some really good comments online. You can even Google it, just type in haircut David Yates. But he basically, that was the biggest thing for me personally yeah. to date because he gave me the confidence to mm. know that, yeah, I, I do deserve yeah, this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. before when like everyone was saying, oh, this film's good and it won the award and that, the whole day I was really like, when it, when it came up on the screen at the showcase, it's like, oh, that mistake, that mistake. Like, oh, yeah, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, thinking, yeah, this film's all right. No, I'm proud of it, but I know there's going to be banging films and there were banging films, you yeah. know what I mean? So to know that I was sitting with those people wow. and David Yates sort of co-signing that, that was a big deal for me, you know yeah. what I mean? I think that was that was the, the biggest thing. Um, He's been super supportive since, really nice wow. and stuff, encouraging. Um, then Stars of Tomorrow happened which is another massive yes. thing for me you know yes. what I mean sort of like open huge doors people sort of like sat up and said oh who's that mm. you know what I mean sort of like yeah. stretched their neck around like yeah. yeah who's that who's that and it was great because some really good people met through that um, I was shadowing on Top Boy mm -hmm. um, a director a really good director actually called Brady Hood mm -hmm. he was doing Block 3 um, which was great, you know. Yeah. What I mean, I was getting paid every week, yeah. to just a shadow, you, wow. know, you know. And then, you know, I was working with Cowboy Films, and they're a great company. They yeah. showed me a lot of love. Then one day, I'm in the office. I'm in the production office, and my mm -hmm. agent calls me. He's like, "Hey, Kobe, you read Notes and Crosses?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that when I was a younger." Duh, duh, duh. And he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, they want to meet you for it." And I was like, what, to shadow? Like, what, what going like, yeah. there's no to direct. I was like, rah. What? How does one, how does that work? Because actors audition. So what is, what it, On the other side, actually, it's different because you, directors is like, 
there's conversations that happen in rooms that you're not sat in, you know what mm. I mean? Or like on the phone and, you know, people who know each other. It's a network. Mm. At the end of the day, look, we work in a very risk-averse industry. Like, even if you do take a risk, like, people still weigh up what this risk means. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and how much money could be lost yeah, 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 as a result yeah, yeah, of yeah, making yeah. this decision. Yeah, exactly. Et cetera, et cetera. So uh-huh. that first, like, convo for me was great. Um, Preeti, who is the exec producer, is uh, mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. She didn't just sort of, like, give me a job and say, hey, just go do it. Yeah. And if you mess up, you know, it's your fault. She really sort of, like, groomed me. She was mm-hmm. like, look, I'm going to put time into this guy, you know. I sort of gave him an opportunity. So I'm going to take time and sort of, like, if he ever takes the wrong step, just like, yeah, okay, quickly, don't do it. But yeah. behind closed doors, not like, oh, trying to embarrass yeah, me and stuff. Yeah. So it's great, man. Like, I think going to Cape Town was, was a life-changing life changing experience for me. Wow. Never been to South Africa in my life. Yeah, so, you know, beautiful. going there for five months to work was absolutely incredible. I was well looked after by the by the by the team, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was you know it was it was mind blowing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I loved everybody I worked with on that project, yeah. from the crew to the cast to the execs to Malibu Blackman's amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's sort yeah. of like it was it was yeah, man. That was that was. So if nice. someone had told you two years ago Impossible, man. that <laughs> that mm. that's what you would be directing, mm. how you did one you did one block, right? Yes, yeah, so I did three episodes. Wow. Which is a, a block, yeah, yeah. Six, yeah. yeah if crazy, someone told man. you that that's that's what you'd be doing, would you believe it? No, you know you know what? No, I'm, no. I'm a crazy guy, so I'd have probably said, yeah, 100. percent I'm yeah. that guy. You see, I'm, yeah, look, yeah. put it this way: I ain't been to Ghana in 15 years. I don't even know what it looks like. And but I get up just, one day, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm making a short film, and it happened. Wow. So after that, you sort of like you it, sort of know that you ain't really got no, you know, mm. you know what I mean. You ain't got no restrictions anymore. You sort of like you, you're super ambitious. But yeah. I mean, in the moment, I'd have been like, oh, get out of here. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Preethi picked up the book about six years ago. Yeah, right. Who's the exec producer on this? And said, I want to make this. I hadn't started film school six years ago. Wow. <laughs> you, you know and what I'm saying? There you are. Directing so the yeah, block. man. Like it's, it's crazy. It's Life crazy. is it's amazing. A, it's interesting, man. It's, wow. It's beautiful. It's all crafted by God, you know, literally yeah. intricately. All your steps and your moves and the people you meet. And it's crazy, man. Wow. Wow. You know what? Thank you so much, Kobe, yeah, for sharing man. this. Like, I I feel inspired. So I'm really mm-hmm. sure that everyone that listens to this episode is going to feel super, super, super inspired. Thank you for inviting me. What would be just mm-hmm. your, like one sentence mm-hmm. for anyone that is that would like to be mm-hmm. a director mm-hmm. or writer mm-hmm. or that's sitting on a project mm-hmm. that's not going forward with it, what would mm-hmm. be like your your word of wisdom? You shared loads already, but what would be <sighs> that just, that one sentence? Look, I've been a runner once and I'm not saying you shouldn't learn the craft, right? Mm-hmm. But I've been a runner once when I was 19. Mm-hmm. And after that, I heard from someone said, if you want to be a director, go and direct films, full stop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So after that, I said to myself, I'm going to direct a film and I did it. I did a Kickstarter, Ray 6K, and I went and directed it. Do you see what I'm saying to you? So sometimes if you say you wanna, you're going to do something, just do it. Do you know what I mean? You, you can learn as you go. You don't have to be a runner to learn how to be a director, mm. even though I wouldn't advise anybody not to be a runner. Do you <laughs> yeah. see what I'm saying to you? But yeah. I'm just saying, look, if you want to be a director... Go and direct films. Go and direct a film while you're running. Do you see what I'm mm. saying to you? Because if you're going to run... Look, I was at film school, and then um, unfortunately someone in my area died so it was like I went back to my area yeah. when they were choosing who does what next term yeah. and I got left of sound mm. but I used that as an opportunity to focus on making the film outside the film school yeah. but I'm still a student yeah, yeah, yeah. do you get where I'm coming from yeah, so I yeah. made the film I do, and but by the time I graduated I was graduated with two films that I directed yeah. one that I wrote because mm. I wanted to be a writer so I wrote Yeah. You know. so I just say just do it I like you know? that 
just do it like God is God's there like especially like if it's something that you've put into prayer it's not you that's going to do it it's look uh, T.D. Jake said God will give you wood not furniture do you see what I'm saying to you he said God will give you wood so you can go and make the furniture you want do you get what I'm coming from? So all I know is God's been just dishing out you different woods, boy. You know? That's it. <laughs> That's, you know what? <laughs> that is where we're going to, like, there's no need to say anymore yeah, because man. I want that to be the last thing you hear. Yeah, man. Like, God will give you wood, mm-hmm. not furniture. That's it. And that's it. That's the end. Let that seep in. Let it sink wood, in, man. not furniture. Not furniture, man. Use that wood and you make your furniture. You make your furniture, man. Okay? That's it. There we go. We Thank you for it. listening, guys. Thank All right, you. Bye.